You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, the Mad Hatter, Eric G, saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Sooners, we will give you an update on the OU defensive coordinator situation, tell you the two names that are out there that could possibly wind up in Norman at the end of the bowl season. Also, we'll talk about Hollywood Brown's status and how there is a little bit of conflicting information out there concerning Hollywood Brown and whether or not he'll get an opportunity to play in the Orange Bowl. We'll hear from Lincoln Riley in segment number one on a myriad of topics. Um, Not Hollywood Brown, but he will talk about the defensive coordinator, recruiting, the Heisman, etc. In segment number two, Kyler Murray, his agent Scott Boris, and a whole lot of people keep leaving the door open for him to come back to football next year and play for OU or for him to possibly go into the NFL draft. We'll let you hear from Kyler Murray. He'll not only talk about that, But Kyler Murray will also talk about playing in big games and a host of other things. And finally, we will wrap it up tonight talking about the issues of possibly moving the college football playoff to eight teams. Already, we're talking about expanding to eight. And this is what everyone warned us would happen if the BCS ended up going to four teams. If for some reason, you just can't seem to stop expansion talk. So we'll discuss that and discuss whether or not it's actually the best thing for college football to move to eight teams. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I am also the co-host of Game Day Saturday with Randy Renner, which can be heard on News Radio 1000 KTOK and 1340 The Game. And if you don't live in Oklahoma City, you can always hear that around the state on the Oklahoma News Network and on the iHeartRadio app when it airs. So check your local listings, find out when game day Saturday is going on. I've covered Oklahoma now for five years, and you can get this podcast and all the other podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnPodcast.com. Plus, you can subscribe via Apple iTunes and get it at Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and Alexa. Let's update you on what's going on with Hollywood Brown as we get a little closer to the Orange Bowl with OU and Alabama set to play on December 29th. As of now, Lincoln Riley is saying that Hollywood Brown's status is up in the air. He is working back, but when you ask Lincoln Riley, he doesn't sound real confident that Hollywood Brown is going to be back on the field. However, all that could be simply a ruse. Because according to 24-7 Sports, there are sources out there who are saying that Hollywood Brown will be on the field for Alabama and he's going to find a way to play. Come hell or high water, he will figure out a way to contribute to OU's run at a national championship. So what you might have with Lincoln Riley is just a situation where he's playing a little possum, doesn't want to show all his cards to Alabama, wants to keep them chasing ghosts, which is nothing but a good thing but also knows that even if Hollywood's not 100% and you could just throw him out there as a decoy, that's not a bad way to go if you're Lincoln Riley because you have to account for him. No, No matter when he's on the field, even if you don't go to him the first few times, you as a defensive coordinator can never get too comfortable and say, okay, well, they're just not gonna throw to him. It's obvious he's hurt. 
and we're not going to worry about it. We'll just concentrate on any of these other guys. That's when he steps up and burns you. So OU still playing with a few more aces in the hole than maybe Alabama is on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, OU is still looking for a defensive coordinator. And again, going back to 24-7 because those guys do really good work. The two names that are out there are still Pete Golding from Alabama and Alex Grinch from Ohio State. Both of these guys co-defensive coordinators. The problem with Pete Golding right now is he is a hot commodity. And not only does OU want him, and he's still in the running for this job and hasn't taken his name out of the running for this job, but Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M are very interested in bringing Pete Golding into the program. And that goes back to what I said during the last podcast, which is this is Jimbo Fisher's window of opportunity to really compete with Alabama when you look at the current state of the SEC West. You've got an overachieving LSU team this year. That's not going to remain as long as Ed Ogeron is the head coach. Auburn constantly remains in flux. Arkansas, and I'm not going down the list after that, but this is your time. And one of the best ways to sort of pick apart at Alabama is go hire somebody from their staff and get the insight on how they do things. And and that guy's going to have some really good connections to high school football players. And you just load up and go. I think it would be a very tough job for Pete Golding to turn down. Plus, he's also very familiar with the Southeastern Conference. As far as Alex Grinch goes, there is rumors out there that he doesn't necessarily get along with Greg Schiano, who is the other co-defensive coordinator at Ohio State. And that situation may be boiling over, and it may just be time that Alex Grinch decides to leave, and OU might be a nice landing place for him. And there's a very good possibility that you could get Alex Grinch before you get Pete Golding, which certainly is going to help you with recruiting for that second signing day if there are any loose ends that you need to tie up between now and then. As far as the current signing day goes, everything is pretty much locked in. We'll be talking about that a lot next Wednesday. Defensive coordinator, OU taking on Alabama, Kyler Murray, the Heisman, how it's affecting recruiting. All these topics get touched on now by Oklahoma's head coach, Lincoln Riley. It's, it's great for our program. There's no question about it. And I love the fact, again, that it's tied to, to team success and the, and the fact that we've had some great players, but they've we've won a lot of games, and that gives you an opportunity to, to do that and to accomplish those things. So it's it's unique. I mean, it's special, something we'll all look back on, we'll all remember. Um, but, yeah, the impact of that, I mean, that'll – I mean, we still talk about the other five Heisman Trophy winners right now, you know, and some of those guys won it you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago. And so, you know, they'll be talking about this as long as they play football here. Lincoln, the second time around in this early signing period, do you do anything different? Did you learn anything with the way that went down last year for y'all? And do you miss it all having the one big signing day in the spring? I, I don't miss it. Uh, you know, we learned that these two weeks are going to be really, really hectic, um, especially if you play in the championship game and then you have some guys going to these different award ceremonies and that's been you know that's been a little different here the last however many days we've been going at it pretty hard and uh but yeah i think there's some things we learned as far as timing as far as approach uh strategy uh you know it, you know kind of how you, how your numbers fit in um trying to get a strategy for now and also looking ahead to how you're going to approach it in january as well so i think we're all a little bit more comfortable it doesn't it doesn't feel new you know, it doesn't feel like uncharted territory right now. So I think we, 
all have an idea of what we're getting into. I think we're a little more settled on our strategy going forth with the guys that we're taking and where we're allocating numbers and you know how we're how we're recruiting guys. And uh, so I think we're more clear-headed and kind of more zeroed in on how we want to do really the entire process. How many questions, Lincoln, are you getting from defensive prospects about what you're going to do on that side of the ball moving forward? And what do you yeah. say to them when they bring it up? Uh, we've had some. Uh, you know, our, our guys are educated. You know, like I've maintained, we we always want to communicate with our guys, and and we've been open and upfront with them, you know, throughout this entire process. And so, uh, yeah, we've been honest. You know, I've told them, you know, we're we're in a playoff right now, and you know, I, I told them, uh, and I think guys understood this when you put it in this perspective. If if you were a senior on this football team at Oklahoma right now, what would you want me as the head coach worried about right now? You want me worried about a defensive coordinator for next year and beyond, or you want us worried about trying to win a national championship? You know, and that's that's pretty unanimous across the board. And uh, my, of course, the recruits are vitally important to us, but our our first priority is our players and our team here. And uh, if we weren't in a playoff, would it be different uh, on the timeline? Maybe, uh, but we are, and uh, we're in it right now, and we got a chance. And so. You know they they understand that, and I think they have confidence that once we get through the season, you know that we're gonna we're gonna have a great defensive coordinator here, and we're gonna make you know the very best decisions we can. We've a lot of our hires in the last whatever it's been two years, eighteen months, whatever, have you know been extremely successful, and the next one's gonna be as well. You talked about not being able to quantify, you know, what that does for the program, winning back-to-back Heisman trophies, but right after winning it. Without you know naming it, you can't name names, obviously. But were you able to see just kind of people reaching out to you, players, recruits reaching out to you, like, hey, I'm actually really interested in Oklahoma that maybe weren't interested beforehand? Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair to say. I mean, it definitely increases interest. I, I think you know people now can say, you know, you know Baker was a, a phenomenal player for us. Um, and deserve, yeah, we obviously see what he's doing at the next level right now, but they see we've got a program that's going to allow more than just one great player, you know, to, to accomplish those things. I mean, you've seen that across the board at all positions for us right now. And so that's, I think the more consistent success you have over time, the more if I'm a recruit sitting anywhere across the country right now, I'm saying, man, that's a place I can go and and I can be really, really successful. Like I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish in this game there, and here's proof of guys that have continually done it. Not just one guy here and there, one great player that happens to show up that's phenomenal. I see it over and over and over again happening in Oklahoma. And uh, so you, I think we sense that. Uh, you can feel that out on the road. And yeah, it's honestly, it's probably, you know, in time will be a better question for some of those recruits, you know, and some of their families. We're, we're kind of in the moment, and not that, Feeling winning the Heisman Trophy or winning the Big 12 ever feels normal. Um, you don't ever want to take those things for granted because they're all really, really, really hard to do. But you know, we've been able to have so much success here the last few years that we're we're almost maybe too close to the fire to really understand how much it impacts people on the outside. Have you been able to like roll it over to like the defensive side of the ball, saying, "Look, we can we do this offense. We're going to be here on defense." Now, I mean, has that translated? Oh, of course. Ways? I mean, it's it's team wide. It's not just it's not just offensive guys. They see what this team's accomplishing. I think they see, you know, what these young defensive recruits, the the very promising future that we have there. I, I would say across the board, these guys are very excited about Oklahoma.
Thinking this doesn't seem like it's going to be a 10-7 game. Could you just quantify Alabama's firepower? Everybody talks about yours, but offensively. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, they're they're different than they've been, without a doubt. You know, two has had, obviously, a tremendous year. Uh, you know, Jalen's done a great job when he's been in there as well. So they've got, you know, two very capable quarterbacks. You know, I'd say one of the strengths of the team is the receiving core. I mean, those those three guys plus the tight end, you know, are, are really, really good football players. You got, you know, the Judy kid that won the Blitnikoff and two other really, really good receivers. Uh, tight end's phenomenal too. So they've they've grown a lot in the throw game. Uh, they've certainly been, you know, a little bit more explosive maybe than the, than they've been in the past. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're doing a great job schematically doing it with really good athletes and they've got two good trigger guys and a, and a really good O-line. So, I mean, it's... They've got all the ingredients, no doubt, and they've uh, they've done a tremendous job this year offensively. I mean, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot like, you know, what we see often. You know, it's uh, we play a lot of really good offenses, and they're going to stack right up there with any of them. I'll still stand by what I said about the Heisman versus having kids going into the NFL and which one is more effective as far as recruiting. Winning back-to-back Heisman's looks nice. But any sane individual, any sane kid realizes only one guy's going to win that every year. There's only going to be three finalists invited to New York. The odds are stacked against you unless you're playing a skill position. So what I want to know is how many guys are you putting into the NFL and what is the longevity of their career and not only longevity of the career, but where are they getting picked? Those are the things that mean the most to me if I'm a five-star, four-star recruit Looking at going to a program like Oklahoma, are you going to help me get paid? Are you going to help me become a millionaire? Or am I going to have to choose to go someplace else because your, your NFL prospects, your your draft picks that you're cranking into the draft just aren't be, being as successful as they need to be? That is the number one thing I'm looking at if I'm a kid thinking I got a real shot to go play at the professional level is what is your NFL development like and how healthy are these guys? You know, Lincoln Riley's going to tout the Heisman. He should tout the Heisman, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, all those kind of positions are staying in constant contact with the Oklahoma staff after seeing what Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield were able to accomplish. Now, also, I would think about transferring from the school I was at if I was them as well because, hey, Those last two guys were transfer students. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we will hear from the Heisman Trophy winner himself, Kyler Murray, and we'll discuss his options. Football, baseball, leaving the door open. What does that mean for his future? That's all right here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Hey, if you're tired of paying for channels that you don't watch and you're spending way too much for cable, there is a solution. It's called Sling TV, and you can get a seven-day free trial courtesy of the Locked On Podcast Network. All you have to do is go to sling.com slash locked on, sign up for a seven-day free trial, and see why Sling is so exhilarating and why the freedom will certainly help you with your very busy schedule because you don't have to stay tied down to a big screen. You can watch on any one of your devices wherever you are and you don't want to just watch the game. You need to watch the game. And if they're for some reason on December 29th, you've got some sort of engagement. Maybe there's a baby shower or a bridal shower. There's some some reason you can't be in front of your TV. Well, now with Sling TV, you can actually watch the game 
and not bother anyone. And it costs less than 30 bucks a month and you'll have access to the SEC, the Pac-12, NFL, Major League Baseball, every single sporting event you can think of. It'll be all right there on Sling TV. So sign up today for that seven-day free trial. That's sling.com slash locked on and become a slinger today. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have another episode of Locked On Thunder that is out and dropped, or out dropped. I guess that's really the same thing. But it features Paul George, Stephen Adams, and Russell Westbrook. So check that out at LockedOnThunder.com. Also, LockedOnPodcast.com, Google Stitcher, Alexa, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and rate us five stars if you think we deserve it on Apple iTunes. We're all part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And yes, I know, I owe you a podcast because I was supposed to do two on Wednesday and didn't get an opportunity to do that. So be on the lookout for another Locked On Sooners and another Locked On Thunder coming up on Saturday. Kyler Murray continues to leave the door open about whether or not he is going to play Major League Baseball or whether or not he's going to come back to OU, or he's possibly going to enter the NFL draft. And watching MLB TV yesterday, which is a lot of fun to watch right now because it's winter meetings and there's free agent movement going on, there's trades, there really isn't a better time to watch MLB Network. But Kyler Murray's name did come up. And none of the experts that were on the panel, which included um, John Heyman, who covered the Yankees for a long time and has been writing about baseball uh, for a very long career, um, he was one of the guys that w- that was on there. Um, who else do they have on? Uh, Ken Rosenthal was on there, and the topic of Kyler Murray came up, and none of them, with any sort of certainty, could say that they thought Kyler Murray was going to play baseball. And all of it was predicated on the fact that he just won the Heisman. They know the way the NFL is going with all these high-powered offense and quarterbacks like Kyler Murray becoming more and more coveted by NFL teams. And there was just this idea of, no, we're not going to say with 100% certainty whether or not this kid is going to play baseball. Even Scott Boris won't say it. Kyler Murray won't say it. It's always the plan is now. He has told the A's he's devoted. What Scott Boris isn't saying, what Kyler Murray isn't saying is, yeah, it's it's now, but I could always change my mind. And I just get the feeling that football is going to be way too hard for this kid to walk away from. And if I was advising Kyler, look, it should be Major League Baseball is where you go play. And it, for me, it's all about lifestyle and the, after, and, and the aftermath of playing versus even how much money you can make in the NFL versus how much money you can make in Major League Baseball. But it's his decision. And the other thing about Kyler Murray is whether he goes into football or baseball, I have no doubt that the guy's going to be successful because he's just, he kind of carries that it factor with him where you can just tell 
whatever he does in life, he's going to be really good at. And one of the things he's really good at is playing in big-time games and coming up coming up big in big-time games. And this is where we start. This is Kyler Murray from yesterday in his media session. And he is asked about playing in those big-time games, and you'll hear him touch on a whole bunch of other things as well. How much fun is it to play in some of these games? West Virginia, Texas, some of the, for you individually. It's a lot of fun. You know, knowing that, I mean, well, every game's fun, obviously, because, you know, you never know when your last is. But, uh, I mean, just being in those environments, I like playing on the road more personally. So uh, going to West Virginia was, that game was a ton of fun. Obviously, you know, it's kind of shootout. Um, Texas and, and Cowboy Stadium is, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. So uh, these past couple of games have been, you know, the ones at the end, you know, we're playing for a lot of stuff is uh, – a little more meaningful, so I mean, it's, I think it's natural to be fun, more fun. What do you think of those that would criticize the way, you know, you win those Oklahoma wins those games? Not you in person. Um, I mean, I don't really look into who criticizes us or whatever, but I mean, we know it would have, like, you know, what had to be fixed um, or what has to be fixed. But at the end of the day, you got to win the game, and we did that. So. Always been a guy who's balanced a lot. I mean, with baseball practices and season and football and all that. But I imagine as the Heisman winner, there's a lot of people trying to, you know, talk to you about football stuff now as it relates to NFL and all that. The fact that you've got representation, your dad's been in the football world a lot. How have you tried to handle that? Do you just say, talk to those guys? I'm out of it. Or how, how does all that work? How do you balance all that? I don't really. I don't have anything to do with that right now. Uh, I just all I can you know I, all I can control is going out and playing. Um, as far as like talking to agents and stuff, like, I'm, you know, I'm not doing any of that stuff. So um, yeah, I really can't speak on all that. You know, Kyler, was it weird spending all that time with Tua when you guys are about to play each other? And what was it like to spend all that time with him? No, it wasn't. It wasn't weird at all. I mean, it would have been awkward if we made it awkward. But uh, he was a good dude. Um, his family was very supportive of me and. I'm I'm glad I got to meet him. You know, it's the first time I ever met him. So, him and Dwayne. So, uh, it was fun. I mean, we were just kind of enjoying the experience. No. Oh yeah, a little bit. Like of course, obviously he had a long career in the NBA, uh, multi-sport guy. What was that conversation like? How much did you know about? Him? I didn't really get to sit down with him, but uh, I mean, he was just he was just supportive. Doug Flutie, I heard that was the guy you want to talk to. What's yeah, that talk to Again, I mean, I can't really, you know, give out all the information we talked about. I mean, he just we just talked about uh, kind of, you know, how the game's changing. You know, he was a small quarterback, so, you know, how he how he did what he did and then um, just how the game's evolving. How quickly did you get back into just the, the game planning of uh, the semifinal, knowing that you had that come up in a couple of weeks? Uh I'm being busy a lot, so I mean I didn't get to watch too much. But uh, now that we're back, um, things will start to kick up. Here's pretty good. Your mom, your mom, you talked about, you know, she's not really interested in all the yeah. sports or anything. Your dad, obviously, he trained you and worked with you your whole life. Uh, what does that mean? Do you did that like help balance you? Do you think growing up quite a bit? Just her lack of care. I think that yeah, I think that's why. I don't want to say I like I go to my mom about like everything else, but uh, yeah, I think you know, he was more of a, you know the I don't want to say hard on, but you know if I got in trouble, he was gonna punish me stuff like that. So um, yeah, just I mean I think it helped balance things out. Uh, you know my mom just 
she helped me out with everything else. And if we had to do with sports, he'd be there. So, I mean, it was, yeah, I think it was a good balance of both. You, uh, I mean, you, you go through the baseball draft and you sign your deal and then you're back to football. Is have the A's kind of just been, you know, out there on the side or have you developed a relationship with them throughout this process, throughout this season? Um, I mean, they've, they've kind of let me do my thing um, so far. You know, I haven't really, haven't been in touch with them a lot throughout the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's been nice to just kind of, you know, kind of focus on football. What's it like to hear, because you're, you're a conversation on a lot of the national shows, baseball, football, everybody giving opinions. Do you hear that? Does it, what's it like to uh, I mean, I've, I haven't, I don't, you know, watch, like, I mean, I watch YouTube a lot, so, like, you know, I'll see it, like, it'll pop up on the little um, feed or whatever, but I don't really click on the stuff. I mean, I know what everybody, I don't really care about their opinions, so, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and that's just, that's what it is. When you see Baker having the success he's having, does that, I mean, enter your mind like, well, you know, I've, I've done all the things he's done up to this point. Maybe I can have that success too. Uh, not necessarily just bake. I mean, just, you know, guys like Russell, like any, any, you know, a lot of the short guys, basically. I mean, that's really the only knock on why or the only negative that people come up with about me. So, um, yeah, if they can do it. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously already confident. I mean, so I think that just helps it out. Did you talk to two at all about playing each other? Uh, I mean, we talked about we made jokes here and there, but that's about it. I mean, Do you think he's gonna play? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I mean, he's a competitor. I mean, it's a, the game before the national championship. I would, I was, I would expect him to play. I don't see anything about this about you. Just you guys are completely you and Baker completely opposite personalities. Just as far as just how you guys overall react to a lot of stuff. Um, can you kind of pinpoint something that you have taken from him, maybe personality-wise on the field and just within, like, preparation that has, you think it's helped you get to where you are? Personality-wise, um, nah, we're – me and Baker are different. But, um, uh, I mean, I, just watching, like I've said, I've said it, you know, I don't really – there's nothing – I don't have a different answer for anybody. Like, it's – just being being able to sit back and watch and get better when I had the opportunity to uh, was the biggest thing for me. And then I just try to play. I just try to be me on the field. Uh, as far as you know, I, I didn't take anything from him. Like um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really don't. Yeah. Has it dawned on you you're gonna have a statue? No. <laughs> no, it has not. <laughs> I mean, Baker's isn't up yet. I don't know. Maybe that makes it less real. But I mean, they're gonna have a giant statue. You know what you're running? You you know what you're running? No, I don't. I don't. They asked me if I. I, was, I don't know if who's here, but they're on. Yeah, they're on. Kyler said a little bit ago you're gonna do what you're gonna do as it relates to this baseball football thing. I feel almost silly asking this, but do you know what you're gonna do? Like, have you decided? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I've already. Kind of uh, as as of right now, I'm going to play baseball. Okay. Yeah, that's that's about it. So no other clarity on football. I mean, at this point, baseball is baseball. That's yeah. it. Okay. And just to say something about that last question being asked by Jenny Carlson, you don't know if you don't ask. I mean, you, you, you have to ask the question. There was no reason to feel silly about that at all. Just to ask him. I mean, he gave me the best answer he could give right now. But even just reading through that answer, you can tell. 
He is torn between the two sports. And, and I would imagine that, that he wakes up every single day thinking he's going to go one way, thinking he's going to go an, go another. And there will eventually come a time where he has to sit down and make that decision. Um, if I was Kyler Murray, I mean, the, one, on one hand, I say don't rush into it. On another hand, I say get it out of your... Get it out of your system. Make sure that that thing is well and decided before you go play in the Orange Bowl so that doesn't serve as a distraction. But I'm not sure anything really deserves uh, serves as a distraction to Kyler Murray when he, he goes out and plays football. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. We will uh, settle things up. We'll, we'll, we'll finish it up today. We'll wrap it up talking about why we shouldn't, why we shouldn't even think about expanding to eight teams in the college football playoff that's all right here on Locked on Sooners. You are Locked on Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This is the Locked On Sooners Podcast. We have Locked On Thunder as well and many other podcasts available at the Locked On Podcast Network, all which can be had at LockedOnPodcast.com. That is LockedOnPodcast.com. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The college football playoff is already being talked about expanding. They're already talking, the, the powers that be, the the Barry Alvarez's um, are talking about it. Bob Bowlesby, commissioner of the Big 12, is talking about it. The, the idea of expanding, the whole reason this idea is coming up is because every year there is some team that everybody feels is very deserving of having an opportunity to play for the championship and they're not getting the opportunity to play for that championship. And this year, Ohio State's name is going to come up. Georgia's name's going to come up. And UCF. And then there is the whole idea that, well, the Pac-12 keeps getting left out. Why isn't the Pac-12 champion being invited? And I really... Here's what I think is going to happen. I honestly believe, because there might be more money to be made at 8 versus 4, that you're eventually going to expand. And what you're going to have happen is... It'll be the five Power Five conference champions. All of them get in by virtue of winning their conference championship. And then you'll have three at-large teams. Now, I hate this idea. I hate it because it, it still serves up on a silver platter the opportunity for that eight seed to get hot and win the national championship. And they may win it with three losses. Because that eight seed could, in fact, be the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Let's just say it's the Big 12 champions, okay? I won't be a homer. But let's just say there's one year that the Big 12 champion has three losses. But they get in because they're the Big 12 champion. And let's say it's Iowa State who knocks off Oklahoma in in the Big 12 championship game. Well, Iowa State gets hot. They win the national championship. That is a bad look for college football. Not because it's Iowa State but because it's a three-loss team who was the eighth seed winning the national championship for college football. And that's the last thing we need right now. College football is the only sport, the only sport, except maybe the NBA, where you can say, hey, I know the team that won the national championship. I can say with almost certainty that is the best team in the entire sport. You can't say that about any other sport. And expanding it, certainly would put college football with amongst the NFL, 
college basketball ugh, and all these other sports that have that have made the postseason more important than the regular season. And I don't want to see that. And I don't want to see them take away from a great postseason. No, keep it at four. You're fine with four. Just stop. Stop for, just stop. No, not every conference champion deserves to play for a national championship. UCF does not deserve to play for a national championship. Nobody wants to see Cinderella. Everybody likes it the first first couple of days in the NCAA tournament. Then when it turns out to be a situation that your your bracket's wrecked and then you realize, oh, where's Kansas and, and Duke and, and all those other schools? Well, then you're not as excited about watching it anymore. So don't deprive us of that. Don't, don't, don't sit it up so we get a UCF three-loss Iowa State team playing in the national championship. And if you're just not good enough to get in the top four, you're just not good enough. That's it. Don't reward mediocrity because that's not what college football's about. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am Eric G. That finishes things up today. We'll be back tomorrow as we continue to get ready for the Orange Bowl. And we'll talk a little OU basketball as they get set to hit the hardwood again, this time in Tulsa against the University of Southern California. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody. May God bless you and your family. And, of course, peace, love, and boomer soon. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.